Do you like the show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro and become a Patreon supporter of this very show. Greetings, programs, and welcome back to another quarantine nerd edition of the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And I have nothing witty to say this week for an intro, Derek Diamond. (laughs) So, I heard you've had kind of a week. Yeah, it's funny because normally around this time of year, I'm busy with baseball season and everything, but Mm -hmm. I feel like with all the extra work I've been doing, in order to try and stay employed, I've actually felt busier, even though I've been working from home. <laughs> yeah. Between doing video content, I think over the last month, I've made close to, if not over 30 videos. Wow. Some of them are, are short, but some are much more in depth. Like I think I mentioned last week or the week before, I did a cooking video where I used a three camera setup. So having to sync up the audio and then cut between three different cameras is a very time-consuming task and then you throw in like color correction and making sure the audio is good and all that fun stuff were you doing swedish chef stuff (laughs) i wish but no it's uh i mean i can't really complain too much i guess because i know a lot of people are far worse off than i am so yeah but other than that i mean it's been pretty exhausting i've actually got another video i have to finish whenever we finish with the show tonight so oh that's but nice we, we've we've got a a very fun show lined up for today and shout out to our friend frank vernon who's watching on facebook live oh hello frank we know him he's Hi. a good friend of the show he helped us yeah. with the uh, the live episode from the kraken a couple months ago good dude i like him yep um i don't really you? have much going on either i mean other than just being completely exhausted because for some reason i sleep like crap lately and uh got off work at noon today and took a four hour nap so i should feel okay but i it's like uh, i still feel tired (laughs) i don't know what's going on with me maybe i'm dying i don't know uh i I am old yeah No, I I don't know. I mean, I, I've had problems with, with sleeping, too. I mean, I think the fact that my sleeping schedule is so off right now yeah, from just <clears throat> staying up late and then having to wake up early. And I've been going on like four, maybe six hours of sleep a night Wow. on a, on a good night. It's yeah. like on Sunday, I slept in until like 9 or 9.30 just because of how tired I've been all mm-hmm. week. So I've kind of dedicated one of my weekend days to just not doing anything problem is i don't have any problems getting to sleep it's staying asleep is the problem interesting i don't know maybe i need something and i don't know maybe i should just get hit with a giant mallet before i go to sleep at night maybe that'll help (laughs) like a cartoon yeah oh and a big shout out to brandon kneecase one of our listeners this week who uh picked up a copy of uh complete inbox copy of punch out from him this week 
And uh, come nice. to find out, it's the Canadian version because it's got a Mattel sticker on it. I asked Heck the yeah. uh, I asked the gaming historian this morning on Twitter because um, I had never heard of Mattel um, pu- publishing uh, any kind of Nintendo stuff, but apparently they did in other regions. And since there was French all over the the bunch out, apparently it was a Canadian version. So I'm quite happy with it. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I'm tempted to put the poster up. <laughs> I want to so bad. Yeah, I I don't blame you there. Yeah, but um, and on the news, let's hit the news, shall we? Let's do it. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> This from the IBTimes.com. The Japanese Retro Game Association giving away free Super Nintendo consoles to kids. Uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic... No, I don't want to subscribe to your newsletter, IB Times. Go away. Uh, with the pandemic forcing most to stay at home, kids have nothing better to do. Gaming has been an outlet, and most may have grown tired of playing the same games over and over. Uh, the good news for select kids under 16 years old is that the Jap- Japan Retro Gaming Association, the JARGA is giving away 100 Super Nintendo consoles to the ones who do not own one. Uh, according to their official announcement, um, select participants will receive the Super Nintendo consoles that include the actual console adapters, um, one controller... Uh, sorry, there's an ad playing. I was wondering where that was coming from. Um, see, one controller and two games. Um, don't you hate that autoplay ads? I hate it. I hate yeah. it. I hate it. Um, the games that will be included in the package are reportedly Final Fantasy VI, uh, or is that Final Fantasy thirteen and a half Part Four, or I don't know. Ten two. Yeah, then uh, Donkey Kong Country. Um, <clears throat> folks who are interested in getting one have until midnight of April twenty sixth. Uh oh, I guess I must have missed this. Sorry, everybody, <laughs> you missed the deadline. Uh, winners will be contacted the same day. Um, a, or a non-profit company um, established in 2011. It's a, its goal is to provide education on the history of Japanese video game console and games. They do per, uh, repair equipment, too. That's cool. I just read that part. Well, if this thing had not expired, I was going to ask, do 33-year-olds who live in Florida yeah. apply for this? <laughs> I wish. I would love to have a but brand no. new Super Nintendo. It says here that they... Um, they repair game equipment, study the preservation technology, and develop maintenance parts for retro machines. They also appraise retro games and hardware with plans to put up a retro game museum. I like it. I like these people. That's awesome. Well, I mean, I think with everything going on, and I know we have another article a little bit later on that also has to do with, with COVID, but everyone who's kind of stepping up to supply people with needs who are having to stay at home i have nothing but respect for so yeah this is cool i i dig it let's see oh there's the newsletter ad uh next up we have from slashgear.com nintendo shutting down 3ds and wii u e-shops in 42 countries i thought the they did this already <laughs> I said I thought they did this already, but I don't know. The Switch has been Nintendo's star platform for more than three years at this point, which means that other machines like the 3DS and the Wii U have been largely put to the side. In the case of the Wii U, this comes as little shock, underperforming in every sense of the phrase. Nintendo discontinued the Wii U at more or less the same time it launched the Switch. 
The 3DS lives on, though it has certainly been put on the back burner while the Switch soaks up the limelight, which is understandable. Mm -hmm. We haven't seen any first-party games for the handheld in quite some time, and sales have been dropping with each of Nintendo's financial reports. Still, Nintendo hasn't formally declared the 3DS discontinued, choosing to position it as a low-cost alternative to the Switch, and it's revealed that it's shutting down both the 3DS and Wii U eShops in a number of Latin American and Caribbean countries. At first blush, this might seem like a rush decision, considering that the 3DS hasn't even been discontinued yet. These countries all have limited versions of the eShop that only allow a few basic functions, such as code redemption. They're not like the full eShops we see in other regions, which allow users to buy games digitally. And they will go dark on July 31st of this year. I'm with you. I thought that these eShops were already shut down. But, yeah. You know, I, I still play my 3DS every now and then. It's a great platform to to go back and play like old Game Boy games. If you were a fan of those, they have quite a few um, on that. I thought about a game we mentioned a couple of weeks ago in gaming history. Uh, Super Mario Deluxe is available for mm -hmm. the 3DS, which is like a colorized version of the original Mario Brothers game that I've thought about getting just to, to play through, you know, as, as something kind of different. But. Yeah. I don't know. But I, nev I never had a 3DS, though. but I always wanted one. I still may get one. Oh, I remember when the, the DS came out before they added the 3D aspect. The DS was really good. Yeah. And the, the thing that, that blew my mind, and, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but I remember when the Game Boy Advance came out, and my mind was blown that Super Nintendo games were released on it, like Mario World, Link to the Past, Donkey Kong Country. But when the DS came out, one of its launch games was Mario 64. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap, I'm playing a handheld version of Mario 64. <laughs> so That's cool. awesome. I know, I can't wait for that Mario, that big Mario package to come out later this this year. It's going to take away my life. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Another voice actor dies of COVID-19. Japanese Pokemon. Yeah, this is sad, man. Uh, Komiko Okay, is that how you saw, pronounce her name? Whose real name is Komiko Awada passed away from pneumonia complications caused by the novel coronavirus on April 23rd April 23rd at a Tokyo hospital she was 63 years old she was best known in the Pokemon community for playing the character Officer Jenny in the Pokemon Lucario and the Mystery of Mew movie uh, she was a popular actress and television presenter in Japan that's sad really sad all these voice actors yeah. are dying I don't know if you heard, but we have a uh, nursing home here in town that has pretty much an outbreak of COVID cases all in itself. Wow. Like, it has the most COVID cases, I think, in, like, any type of nursing or assisted living home yeah. in the entire state. So, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I know that some of the bans are being... Uh, lifted and also like the restrictions are being pulled back a little bit starting on Friday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think ours but, are uh, too. I'm not, I'm pretty sure May 1st is when everything starts to open up full time here. I, I meant to mention this at the beginning, but one cool thing is there's actually going to be like a traveling drive in movie theater that's going to be in town here for like five or six that's days. That's so cool. <laughs> They're going to be playing. They're playing uh, Back to the Future, the original one on Friday, which I'm thinking about going to see. I would go to that. 
And then Monday from May 4th, they're playing A New Hope. So cool. Dude, have you that, been watching The Clone Wars? Have you watched the newest episode? I'm very far behind on The Clone Wars. Dude, the newest episodes are epic. They're so Was good. Is it the one that you texted me about? Yes, I did. I literally yeah. jumped up out of my seat. I think Angelina thinks I'm a psychopath because I jump up. I'm like, oh, I was just about to say the name. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> I jumped up and yelled someone's name because it's someone from the extended universe that we never thought we would see again. It's from a certain Star Wars platform that both you and I have mm-hmm. campaigned for heavily. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was freaked out. The, I was like, the, what? The photo that you sent me was awesome. <laughs> I, I was, we were sitting there eating dinner watching it, and I was like, ah! <laughs> Jumped up out of seat. <laughs> All right, so, so get this. May 4th is Star Wars Day. They're releasing a mm-hmm. documentary about The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. They're also releasing The Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. and the series finale of Clone Wars. Yep. So May 4th, if you're a Star Wars fan, is going to be a heck of a day. Oh, it's a day. I'm locking myself down. You Nobody's going to hear from me on Monday. Because <laughs> we're getting uh, the second to last episode of Clone Wars on Friday and then the last episode on Monday. So, And we're getting the, uh, the Mandalorian documentary, I think. I'm uh, really excited oh, for that. Man, yeah. So much cool stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, is it my turn next, or did, no, it's yours? Uh, no, it's mine. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have from PopBuzz.com. And shout out to Carlos Longoria for sending us the majority of oh, yeah. these articles. You won't be able to buy a Nintendo Switch until at least summer of 2020. Since the world was placed in lockdown and the newest Animal Crossing game was released, demand for Nintendo's latest console, the Switch, has gone through the roof, and fans are eagerly awaiting a restock date. Uh, If you haven't spent every waking moment of working from home glued to a Nintendo Switch building your dream Animal Crossing Island, it's probably because you don't have a console to play Mm -hmm. it on yet. (laughs) And there's good reason because production has stopped and it's been awaiting a restock date for weeks. And since we've been stuck indoors with little more than Netflix for a friend, the world's love for video games has reignited and demand for the the latest handheld meets home console. The Switch is proving impossible to keep up with. In fact, 52 million have been sold, and searches for Nintendo Switch restock are up almost 300%. Dude, I feel sorry for everybody that's looking for one right now. I know Wally's, our um, official fact checker, Wally Phelps, has been looking for one. Man, I'm so glad I bought one mine back, you know, a few years ago, because, like, that was the best video game investment I think I've ever made in my life. Well, we also have to throw out their award-winning comedy writer, Wally Phelps. Yes, award-winning comedy writer and official <laughs> fact-checker, Wally Phelps. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I know of several people who have been Ooh. trying to find one, and, you know, I, I tell them repeatedly, if, you, if you're if you using this, like, if you live at home by yourself, you can probably get by with the Switch Lite. Yeah. But I, I think getting the full console is yeah. is worth it. In it's worth it. Opinion. But if Even all you can get your hands on is a light, definitely do it. Yeah. Did you get that moth no, kitty? These are my cats over here making all kind of noise. He's chasing a, chasing a moth around the room. <laughs> he hasn't made an appearance on the show in a while. I know. He's sitting right here on the floor looking behind the uh, the the uh, cabinet here because uh, like a moth came flying by a second ago and he came shooting across the room. Are you still there? Or did you get frozen? Ah, <laughs> uh, there you are. You came back. 
Yeah, you froze as yeah. well. That's okay. <clears throat> I was just talking about the mighty hunter came swooping in after the the moth. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, cats do that. Uh, let's see. Our for our last story. This comes from TomsGuide.com. This was also from Carlos Longoria. Uh, the Nintendo Switch Two incoming. New dual screen Switch just leaked. Um, let's see. Nintendo might be working on a dual screen Nintendo Switch, according to data gleaned by a security researcher on the console's 10.0.0 firmware update. Mike Heskin, a self-confessed reverse engineer and infosec enthusiast, say that three times fast. Uh, did some digging into... The, I want to call myself an InfoSec enthusiast. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> you should put that on your Twitter description. Yeah. InfoSec enthusiast. <laughs> uh, did some digging into the latest Switch firmware update and found what he claims is pre preliminary support for a new model of Switch code names NX-ABCD. He claims that support is for a second screen. Um, in a nutshell, this tidbit of information could translate into Nintendo working on a new Switch that has a clamshell-like design that holds a second screen much like the 3DS XL. I'm kind of cool with that, actually. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the natural progression. Yeah. It, and I think, you know, the Switch has been so successful, I mean, partially because of COVID, but yeah. it was doing well before then. So I, I think they found a formula that they can stick with for the foreseeable future yeah. and... I mean, the, the two screens work with the, the DS and the 3DS, so why not incorporate yeah. that into the Switch? I'm 100% for it. Just one more damn thing I got to throw. More money I got to throw at Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have <clears throat> faith in it. I mean, I, they did a great job with the Switch, so. Yeah. Well, that's it for the news tonight. We actually do have uh, another list we need to throw in that uh, came in a little late last week, right after we recorded the episode for our top 10 video game soundtrack. So uh, this came from Bethany Fox, one of our Patreon supporters who lives in the down under. Um, do you, would you like to read it off there, Mr. Derek? Sure. Yeah, he's also from the, uh, the home country of the greatest actor of our generation, <laughs> which I'll mention him uh, at the end of the show because I've got time. actually a cool idea. Um, number 10 is Wolfenstein. Number 9, Starbound slash Terraria. 8, Ender the Gungan. I don't think he's talking about Jar Jar. No, no. Number 7, <laughs> Everybody's Gone to Rapture. 6, Halo. You can't go wrong with Halo. 5, Banjo-Kazooie. I talked about that last week. Great soundtrack. Yeah. For F-Zero. F-Zero's got a, a mm -hmm. pretty fun soundtrack. That was one I actually had on my list at one point, but then I pulled it off. Number three, we have Readout two, uh, 2 Transistor, and number one, Doom, the 2016 version. I never played the 2016 Doom. I didn't either. <clears throat> it's, it's a different list, but I, I dig it. Yeah. Because I, I like lists that have variety because it makes you think, oh, I wonder what that sounds like. Yeah. Some of these I've never even heard of, like Enter the Gungan. I've never heard of that. Yeah. I, I've heard of Wolfenstein. Yeah. Oh, I but love But I haven't the heard of Enter games. the Gungan or several of the other ones. I'm interested in the new Doom, Doom Eternal that just came out. I hear that's really good. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but let's go ahead and move into this month in video game history. Uh, if I can play the music, please play. <laughs> oh. 
In April 1985, Game Arts releases Thexter. What is Thexter? Let's take a look at this thing. It's a cool title. I like that art. It looks like a... <clears throat> this is from 85. So it's, it's got to be around the time of like the, uh, the Transformers. It's, it's really got that sort of Japanese um, big robot look to it. <clears throat> yeah, that's what I was thinking of too. As soon as I saw this, I was like, that's... That's Optimus Prime. Yeah, exactly. In April of 1990, Williams releases Smash TV and Arcades, a twin-stick shooter about an ultra-violent game show. Did you ever play Smash TV on the, uh, the NES? I did not. You had to play it with two controllers because it's, um, it's like a dual... It's like one of the very first... It would have been considered a dual-stick shooter because in the arcade you have two... Um, you know, two control, two sticks that one controls movement and then the other one like rotates you and you're like constantly shooting. So, mm -hmm. um, that's how the NES controller works. You had to hold both controllers like straight up with the D pad. One D pad was to move the character. The other one was to point which direction you were shooting. Sounds complicated. Eh, not really. <laughs> I just wish they could have came up with a better... I don't know, a better control scheme for it because it was actually like kind of based on um, um, uh, Running Man, like that sort of futuristic, like violent game show type of thing. And uh, the arcade version was really cool. It was always one of the loudest machines too in the arcade. I remember that. If you want to hear a little bit about <clears throat> Running Man, check out last week's episode of the Derek Diamond yeah. Experience where we discuss <laughs> Stephen King adaptations. So we got Bethany Fox, I am the Rampage, both in the uh, the chat room tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Nice. Yeah, we still got Frank hanging out on the Facebook feed oh, as yeah. well. Uh, You're up next. Oh, okay. Um, I was trying to figure out where I was. <clears throat> April 16th of 1992, Origin Systems releases Ultima 7, the Black Gate for the PC. This is around the time there was an Ultima game every single year. We've discussed this franchise and like just the sheer number of games. And it's still going. It's so impressive. Yeah. Like I don't know if these games are any good because I've never played one, but I'm just still blown away by the fact that they've been making this series for that long. Yeah, I almost picked up one for the Nintendo not too long ago. But I think that was I think that was it was either going to get that or it was the uh the Rebel Assault or something like that. I don't remember. It was but I was going to get it, and I ended up not getting it. I still want to. I'd love yeah. to play it for the Nintendo. On April 30th, 1995, LucasArts releases Full Throttle for DOS, Windows, and Mac. Full Throttle. What was Full Throttle? That sounds familiar. Oh, yeah, I remember this game. That, that's such a, It reminds me of... Uh, oh, crap. What was that game with Jack Black a few years ago? Um... Oh, what was that? What was that, man? Uh, it's going to hurt me. Hang on, I'll, I'll Google it. Because <laughs> I had it. I had the game for Xbox 360. Now I can't remember the name of it. This used the Scum engine. I remember us talking about that a lot a few years ago. Brutal Legend? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brutal Legend. That was it. It's got that same art style to it. 
Yeah, no, it, it makes me think of like um I mean the first thing that first comes to my mind is like the biker version of the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest. It looks fun. I wanna play this. It also has a voice, uh the voice of Mark Hamill as the villainous Adrian Ripberger. Oh nice. Which is really cool. <laughs> Uh, let's see, April 14th of 1998, Nintendo's Game Boy Light handheld console is released in Japan. I remember the Game Boy Light. It's essentially just a smaller version of the Game Boy, which I know a lot of people love because the original Game Boy was pretty bulky yeah. <laughs> when it came out. And you can look at the, the Wikipedia, you see the, the picture of the like the magnifying screen with the light on it. Mm-hmm. On the original Game Boy, I used to have one of those. Because that, that's how you had to play at night, because the screen wasn't backlit. Yeah, or even Bruno, on car trips, I would have to use the use the light. Yeah, I Am the Rampage came up with Brutal Legend, but I wasn't watching the, the chat room at the moment. <laughs> we'll give him credit for it anyway. But to close us out for this month in video game history, on April 30th, 2000, Excitebyte 64 is released or the N64. I never played Excitebyte 64, did you? I did not, which I, I never really played the original Excitebike either. I, I played the original. of it, but I, I know this was a game that, let's see, yeah, it came out in 2000, so it was still, it was actually towards the end of the 64 lifespan because it stopped in 2001. Yeah. I loved Excitebike for the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, I, I mean, I've played it you know, since I was a kid, but Man. growing up, I, I, I never played it. But you would think that this would have been a game that came out earlier in the N64's lifespan. I would think so, because that's you know, Excitebike is a a Nintendo property, so you would think that would be sort of like a launch title, like along with like Pilot Wings or something like that. Yeah, I want to say Pilot Wings was a launch title. I think it was, yeah, because it was a launch it was title that. for the Super Nintendo as well. It was, I mean, I can't remember all the launch titles, but I remember Mario 64 was one, mm -hmm. Pilot Wings, and I think Wave Racer. Yeah, Wave Racer. as well. But, Wave uh, but Racer that, was pretty fun. That brings us to the end of this month of video game history. Derek, would you like to do our shout-outs? Sure. As always, we like to give a shout-out to our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout-out Armez J, Axeblade07, Daniel Salmon, John Jekyll, and Carlos Longoria. Thank you guys for keeping the lights on for us. If you subscribe to our Patreon and get us back to that $50 level, you'll get an extra episode every month similar to the real Ghostbusters commentary that we released recently, and the Patreon subscribers got that early. And I do believe we have another one in the works that we'll be releasing uh, sometime soon. So... If you want to check that out, head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. Uh, you got booted over in the... <laughs> I was looking at the uh, Twitch page. Somehow my Discord got, got mangled, and you, we were split screen on your side. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Mixmaster just joined us in the chat. <clears throat> so we got a few people in the chat right now. Do you want to go ahead and give away one of these uh, Steam codes for Anodyne right now, or do you want to wait till and give them both away after the review? Uh, we can do one now, okay. and then we can do one to um, to wrap up the show. 
So um, actually, I'll do I'll do this one. You do the next one. Okay. And uh, for the actual question, um, just whoever the first person is to uh, to answer this question in the chat is going to win a code, a Steam code for Anodyne. Are you guys ready? I hope you are, because you're a few seconds so, behind us. <laughs> are Are we including Facebook on this as well? Um, if you want, we can do one here and one on Facebook. If there's enough people in the Facebook chat room. Um, let's see. We've got Frank Vernon and Armes Jackson. Okay. Who are watching? So. Oh, and Bill Lyons is watching too. Okay. Well. Um... What we can do is do one here for the Twitch chat, and then the next one we'll do for the Facebook chat. Okay. All right. For this one is for oh, uh, Mixmaster doesn't have Steam. Oh no. Well, I guess it's between uh, uh, I am the Rampage and Bethany Fox. Then. Mm. Well, here we go. How many uh, Switch palaces are there in Super Mario? world how many switch palaces are there in super mario world let's see if i can play a little little background music here while we wait let's see is this a good one let's play this and see yeah there we go that's that's nice. that's some good waiting music right there yeah mm -hmm. I feel like i should be mm -hmm. sipping a nice glass of yeah. hot tea <laughs> i wish i had a nice glass of hot tea right now i can go for a tea Same. right now <clears throat> well, I mean, Mixmaster, if you know it, you can still win the code and just give it to somebody else. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to fault you for, for, you know, for that. I know as long we're as it still. Goes to a good home. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. This ain't that hard. <laughs> Ah, there we go. Mixmaster's got it. So I'm going to go... <laughs> oh, Rampage. I thought you would have had this one, man. Alright, so I am going to send uh, a whisper to Mixmaster. Alright. Uh, vent or whatever. Uh... <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, Frank just guessed it. Yeah. But we'll, we'll do Facebook for the, the next question. Well, I mean, if Frank got it, then... <laughs> or we, we could... Well, if since he's already guessed it, I mean... Well, no, we can go ahead and... Um, we'll, we'll do Facebook next. Sorry, we haven't done a contest in a while. Let's yeah. See, let me uh, copy and paste this um, before we... Sorry, I know this is uh, it's a real good radio here. <laughs> Now it's just building the anticipation for what's coming next. Oh, I meant to send that in a, in a whisper, so nobody take that. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I hit whisper and it, it came up as an ad. Why did it do that? That's weird. That's never happened before. I'm All right. Well, let's go ahead and move into the review for tonight. Tonight we're going to uh, be real, talking real, about... Real oh, quick, so Nick... Um, uh, Nick Flagstar, who actually joined us on the uh, Stephen King panel. So, Nick, what we're doing is we're giving away Steam codes for a game called Anodyne, 
we're going to do the Facebook portion of the giveaway after my review. So if you want to stick around, you'll uh, you'll have your chance to win. Yeah, we'll do the uh, the Facebook next. <laughs> and Derek will do a better job of me giving it out to someone. <laughs> Sorry, I got like 15 uh, things going on here. I got like... <laughs> well, we're, we're going to say that um, you had some glitches, which is a great segue into what I'm about to talk about. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and talk about it then. Tonight, Derek is going to be talking about... I don't know if you can see what I'm doing right now, but yeah, that that wonderful, wonderful piece of music is a perfect segue into my review for this week. So before I get into the actual the meat and potatoes of the discussion, if you will, I, I have to discuss why this is even happening. So we've reviewed the show's been going on for nearly four years now. And we've reviewed some really fun games and gone back and relived some really fun memories on this show. You know, I remember in the very first episode, we reviewed uh, Mega Man 2 and Link to the Past. We've reviewed other great games as, too, uh, as well. This is not going to be one of those games. <laughs> because I am reviewing Superman 64, which is an action-adventure game developed and published by Titus Interactive for the Nintendo 64. It is based on the television series Superman the Animated Series. It was released in North America on May 31st, 1999, and in Europe, July 23rd, 1999. It's the first actual 3D Superman game, which I I didn't know how far back the, the Superman uh, lineage went as far as video games go. I actually did some research on that, and it, it, it goes back you know, farther back than the, the Nintendo days, I believe. So I thought that was actually a, a really cool little factoid. But I remember hearing about this game, you know, growing up as a kid in the 90s. Hmm. And even back then, I, I was warned to not play this game. <laughs> and I, I asked why. And the common response was, just don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't. How, it's how like long that old did saying, you? Oh, go ahead. It's like that old saying: "Don't ask questions that you don't want to know the answers to." Mm -hmm. That was kind of how I felt in this situation, and I, I've seen video of it, and I knew like how bad the game looked, but I never experienced it, you know, for myself. So fast forward years later, when we're doing this podcast. And, and you brought up a point that more often than not, you get the short end of the stick when it comes to the bad reviews. So I said, because I am a team player, I will fall on the proverbial sword for the podcast, and I will try this game out. And you had the prediction that I would not last 15 minutes. <laughs> I was going to ask, how long did you actually last? Uh, if I had to guess, not even 10. Oh, I'm sure. So here, the, the obvious thing. The gameplay, I just have to ask one simple question, why? Because when you, you think of a Superman game, 
you could think like it could potentially be one of the most badass games ever created because you're a superhero who cannot be hurt, who has super strength, who can fly, who has heat vision, frost breath, all the all the superpowers that he has. So, you know, you you add those in and you throw in, you know, a, a nice little storyline, maybe some exploration. You know, and I think today you could actually make a really good Superman game. I think so. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look what they did. I mean, it would be different, I think, than like the Arkham games that they did for Batman. But I think you could set Superman in a good video game like that where you can actually use his abilities. Yeah. And, and have a lot of fun with it. But for some reason or another, and for those who have never played this game before, your primary objective, at least from what I've seen, is you fly through freaking rings. Rings, Jason. Rings. Mm -hmm. That's what I I texted. You were like, what's the point of this game? I was like, well, you go through rings. Like Sleuther wants you to go through rings. You know, man. Rings. Rings. Well, the, the the story of this game is essentially super. Or Lex Luthor has taken all of Superman's friends, like Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, so on and so forth, and put them in a virtual world. So you're really playing in a video game, inside a video game. Mm-hmm. It gives you no time to adjust to the controls. It doesn't tell you really what to do or how to do it. The controls are god-awful. They're the worst (laughs) controls I've ever played Mm -hmm. in a single video game because you're just floating in air, and you're like, oh, fly through the rings. Uh, Even um, Rampage said, I really hated how the fly mechanic would stop you mid-air when you turn too much. Like, what was up with that? (laughs) Uh, Let's see. We've got some comments in here. Uh, Armas Jackson, the most painful N64 game ever. That's a good word for painful. Thankfully, I only rented this game. Uh, Superman hasn't looked that that bad until Batman v Superman. (laughs) (laughs) He also says, nah, man, let's fly through rings with the stiffness of a CG removed mustache. Mm -hmm. That's pretty clever, actually. That's the bad thing about that game. It didn't even look rendered. It was just like really awful. It looked like something I... It honestly looked like something I would have made in a computer graphics class in college. Yeah, it was like so unpolished and just looked terrible and it was so amateurish. Like, like, why did they think that was a good idea to release that game? Well, and not to mention the poor controls, but also the glitching mm-hmm. that happens. Like, like, you have, it gives you like just enough time to complete your ring objective as far as flying through rings go. And you have to make no mistakes. If you make a mistake, you're pretty much screwed and you have to start over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No but room for error the, ever. But, but then I get to the second portion and you have to save two people from being run over by two different cars. And you have like five seconds to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to fly over, pick up the car one, you don't know how to do it. <laughs> and then when you pick when you pick the car up, you don't know how to throw it. Yeah. And then it adds like twenty seconds. And then you have it probably to give you enough time to just figure out like how to be able to, to do the damn thing. Yeah. And then you have to do the other one, throw that one. And then after that, you have more freaking rings <laughs> that you have to fly through. Oh, and also if you miss one and you fly through like the the next ring afterwards 
you automatically lose. Yeah. And you mm. just hear that little like Lex Luthor snicker. And it's just like, oh, you got to start over. And at that so point, bad. I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a little bit more time. Played through it. <laughs> got, got to pretty much the same portion. I don't even know what to say yeah. at this <clears throat> point. It's so bad. Like, I... and, and I lost again, and I said, you know what? I'm done. And I, turned, I stopped playing the ROM. And I was done. Because I had seen, here's here's what bothers me the most about this, and it's believe it or not, it's not the poor controls, it's not the fact that it glitches like crazy, it's the fact that someone in some gaming studio, who probably makes way more money than you, <laughs> me, and all of our listeners combined, sat there and said that this was a good idea. Yeah. And approved this because you got to think this has to go through some type of a process before mm -hmm. it's printed onto cartridges and then released out to the public. Yeah. And they supported it. I mean, and why? Were there testers for this game? Were there any They're probably the ones who made it. <laughs> It's such a broken mess of a game. I just cannot believe this was allowed to be released into the public. I just I, I, it I don't makes even no know sense. if I would call it a game. It's not. I mean, if it, it is to me, it is a beta that leaked out into the public and got onto a cartridge. It's like a tech demo. It, of, it really is. And there's really no fun to be had. It's more just kind of like, okay, this is what the machine can do. Here are some physics. But, eh, here you go. Here's a game. Uh, let's slap a Superman cape on him and call it Superman. Like, what the hell? Armes Jackson, it's the Atari Pac-Man for the N64. It is. It, it absolutely is. Yeah, and Rampage is right. He said it doesn't give you any real idea of what the objective is for the level. No obvious sense of which way to go. I remember, I, ha I haven't played this game in probably, when did this come out? Like, when was the release 99. date? 99. I have not played this since then, so at least 20 years. I remember playing it and just being like, what am I supposed to do? Like, what is the point of this game? They're like... What are the, what what are you supposed to do? Like you don't. <sighs> it's, it's really what it is, and I think we hit the nail on the head. It was like someone was developing a tech demo, and created the like the ring levels as yeah. like a, a test to try out, you know, to make sure the controls were tight. Yeah. Like you know what, this will make a good game. Yeah. Let's put it out on a cartridge. Exactly. And you know what? It honestly reminds me of it. I just thought of this. Do you remember the training from the original Star Fox game? Mm. How you used to have to fly through the rings? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what this reminds me of. But the thing is, is this is the Superman 64, and that level you're talking about, the training level for Star Fox on the Super, Nintendo, the Super Nintendo, looks better than Superman 64. And it plays better. It plays better, looks better, it, it feels better. I just don't get it, like... This is one of those games that I, you throw up there with like Fester's Quest, which was my most hated game, 
and you just want to shake these people and be like, what were you thinking when you let this game out into the public? Uh, this is easily my Fester's Quest as far as games <laughs> I've reviewed on the show. Well, like, hopefully th- this th- game is a special kind of terrible. Hopefully this game doesn't make you physically ill. When you, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like Fester's Quest did for me. It hurt my eyes to look at. Yeah. It's awful. It's terrible. It's, you know, we reviewed a few Superman games on here before. Like I did the, uh, the doomsday, uh, Superman and doomsday, whatever. And, uh, it was a decent game. It wasn't great, but it was fun. You know, it was a good Superman game to play, but this is just like, I'm, there's no way you could have gotten me to review this game. There's just no way. I remember how awful it was. And, I have seen various YouTube videos over the years. As a matter of fact, I think the AVGN did one as well on the Superman 64, and it it's awful. I can't believe you lasted that long. I gave you 15, like, I knew 15 minutes was tops. Like, the, he's not going to make it past 15 minutes. <laughs> well, let's do some digging on mm-hmm. this game, because okay. uh, on Wikipedia it says here that in a 2011 email interview with internet personality John Proto John Wheeler, who conducted the interview for his ongoing Let's Play of Superman, that development was heavily affected by Superman licensors DC Comics and Warner Brothers, who mandated numerous aspects of the game design. These aspects included the limited use of Superman's powers and the game setting in a virtual world which was due to the desire to not have Superman fighting real people. Mm. The game's release was delayed by six months due to a lengthy approval process, and less than 10% of the original design was implemented in the final product. Uh, Kane also commented that the original design was too ambitious compared to what an N64 was able to deliver. And also, as a side note, after the critical failure of the N64 version, Titus gave Blue Sky Software the reins to completely redesign Superman for the PlayStation. The game received approval from Sony, but the license from Warner Brothers had expired, and Titus was unable to secure a new one, resulting in the game's cancellation in 2000. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look up to see if there's any type of like footage or photos from the uh, the redesigned version. Yeah, it says, despite pre-release reception being positive, it was heavily panned by critics, holding an overall negative score of 23% often cited as one of the worst video games ever. They ain't wrong. <laughs> they are not. Just, just l- listen to these scores here. Because I, I always like to pay attention to these when we do reviews. Mm-hmm. So all game gave this one out of five stars. Electronic Gaming Monthly, two out of IGN, I don't know how they gave it this high. 3.4 out of 10. N64 Magazine, 14%. Next Generation, 1 star. Nintendo Power, 4.7 out of 10. That is way too generous. Uh, Gen, 3.5 out of 5. What? (laughs) And Super Game Power, 3.8 out of 5. You uh, you chopped out there for a minute, but um, if anybody was wondering what you were saying, it was Electronic Gaming's Monthly gave it a 2 out of 10, Game Informer 1.25 out of 10, and uh, Game Revolution gave it an F, a score of F. 
Yeah, I he's mean, got some bad. I don't, there's not one redeeming score out of this entire list, and it deserves it. It's awful. Uh, Bill Lyons asks you, does your poster have a coon on you inscription? A what? <laughs> coon on you, K-O-O-N. No. I assume he means the Mario Brothers poster that's behind you. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure he'll, he'll clarify here in a second. Yeah. Uh, Frank Vernon says it was a crap game indeed. Bill, the astonishing thing is renting was a huge part of gaming back then, so much easier to be torpedoed with word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it says on here that Clancy Brown was pl- uh, pl- played by Lex Luthor. Dana Delaney as Lois Lane. They had some Malcolm McDowell as Metallo. It was the voice from the animated series from the 90s. Man, they Michael Ironside. Like, they had some really good voice actors on this thing. Dude, Michael Ironside as Darkseid is, like, one of the best voice castings of all time. Oh, yeah. And you would think that... And, I mean, that part of me actually, like... I, knew, I would have been excited for it had I known, like, back then, before I knew how crap it was, to play <laughs> a game based off the Superman animated series. Yeah. It... it it was not to be. Now, normally, with a game that I don't complete, I, I, I'm a little more lax on it because mm. I feel like I can't give it a full review. I'm I'm giving this thing a, a straight one <laughs> out, out of ten. I feel like, like it, that's it generous. Is, it is arguably the worst video game I have ever played in my life. And that's saying a lot because I feel like I've played a decent amount of video games. Mm. But without question, it's the worst game that I've played to review for this podcast and probably easily top two, top three worst video games I've ever played. I, I Like I said before, I don't know that I can call it a complete game because it feels like it was a like a testing cartridge that was leaked out into the public. Yeah. I mean, out of the roughly 170 or so games we've reviewed for the show, it's easily in the top five worst easily if not the worst uh armes jackson says we need a top five worst games list we could do that too i'm down yeah, for that i like i like that idea <laughs> everybody already knows what my number one's gonna be <laughs> but uh, superman 64 is my one through five yeah <laughs> um uh, the- bill says give it a one because it actually turned on yeah exactly well as long <laughs> as it stood if it works it gets a one yeah, one for effort. <laughs> but uh, but that brings us to the end of the review. Derek, would you like to give away our other code? And the codes are in our uh, Google Doc. If you, I already did the first yeah. one. Okay, you did the, the, the first one? Yeah, I'll go ahead and delete it out of here so you don't. Okay. So our second question, this is also from uh, Super Mario World. And I'll, I'll message whoever uh, responds first with the answer to this question. So which color Yoshi has the ability to create many earthquakes? So different colored Yoshis have different abilities. Which one can make many earthquakes? And a huge thanks to Milos Hantani at H-A-N-T-A-N-I. Uh, he is a composer and game dev for Analgesic Productions, which is at Analgesic Prod on Twitter. Um, go follow him, um, and uh, thank you to him for the uh, the game codes tonight to give away. And uh, go follow him, at Han Tani. It's a cool name. Absolutely. Uh, Frank got it. Frank yellow. got it. 
right, Frank ahead. Vernon is our winner for the Facebook portion of the contest. Frank, I'll uh, send you a DM after the show's over with the code. I should have done that, too, instead of trying to do everything in the middle of the show. <laughs> it's all good. Live and learn. Live and learn. Yeah. <clears throat> But, uh, but, yeah, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Um, I'm going to try to get us some more codes here and there. Um, I'm actually going to start doing some uh, some newer games. That way we can start getting some uh, newer game um, codes and stuff uh, to give away yeah. on the show. But uh, Anodyne was a great game. And um, for the one I accidentally gave into the chat room on Discord, um, Rampage, you or Bethany, whoever claims it first can have it. Um, <laughs> Fight to the death. I, I hit whisper and it did at Mixmaster. I don't know why it did didn't do a whisper. That's so weird. Like a glitch happened or something. You think but you may uh, have been typing too loud? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> Probably. joke. Oh <I'm> <laughs> uh, me! Hey, uh, I'm man. over here doing like 15 things. I got the soundboard. I got OBS running. I got. I'm trying to record. I'm trying to watch the chat room. Trying to keep up with news. That's what do you expect true. from me? I don't have a producer over here. I need my cat over here just pushing buttons. Uh, got a producer would be great. Yeah, it would. That'd be great. Um, but anything else before we walk out the door this evening? Yeah, as always, be sure to check out the Derek Diamond Experience. I release new episodes every Thursday on all podcasting platforms. Just search for the Derek Diamond Experience. You can follow me on all forms of social media at D Diamond Podcast. I also do a weekday morning show on Facebook called The Daily Diamond, where I do a daily top five list. I know uh, today we did top five cookies, which was uh, a fun one and actually made me quite hungry. I think we're going to do candy bars tomorrow oh, or uh, today if you're if you're listening. I actually got to post that whenever we get done here. Dude, candy bars uh, I did want downfall. Oh, yeah. I, I could do a top ten candy bars. Dude, I love candy bars as a kid. Me too. But uh, I do want to give a shout-out to those who uh, are watching either on Twitch or on Facebook. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to the live show. Last night I did my top ten animated Disney movies. Had some really good uh, interaction with that. And um, have you heard of a movie called Bad Education? Mm-mm. No. So it's an, H it's an HBO movie. It's based on a true story. Uh, about the superintendent who basically embezzles money from uh, the school system in the Northeast. Mm -hmm. And it stars Hugh Jackman, who I am <laughs> a huge fan of. So for my show next week, I'm going to review Bad Education as well as do a Hugh Jackman-centric podcast, which mm -hmm. I think is way overdue. Just talking about, I mean, I'll talk about like the X-Men movies, obviously, but like The Greatest Showman and other movies that he's done, like The Prestige, that are really good. So if yeah. you like Hugh Jackman, tune in this Tuesday at 8pm on Facebook Live to watch and listen to me gush over Hugh Jackman. And I'll stop <laughs> talking now I'm done. <laughs> um, actually, are you going to be uh, streaming this weekend, too? Again? Yeah. Yep, so uh, I'm going to actually be completing Zelda Link to the Past over on my Twitch channel this Sunday at 4 p.m. And thank you for uh, joining in on commentary. Oh, you're welcome. It's always welcome. good having somebody in your ear to talk to. I want to do that again. That was fun. Are you going to be able to join me for uh, the finishing of Ninja Turtles this weekend? I wouldn't miss it for anything. So, yeah, at 4 o'clock this Saturday on this same Twitch channel, I'm going to be uh, hopefully going for a finish 
of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now that we've got the now that we've got the pathway laid before us to get to the final stages, I think I can do it pretty quick. I'm going to try to defeat it within two hours, and we'll see if that happens. And Derek will be right in my ear, cheerleading me on the whole time. <laughs> that was so fun. I love that game so much. I don't know why. People hate it, but I love that game. I love it. I love it. It gets, love a, it. It gets an unfair shape because of the arcade game. Yeah, I started watching the movie the other night too. The uh, the nineteen ninety oh, original movie. one, dude. It still holds up so well. Oh, it it's so freaking good. It's I, crazy. I, I've got to get with you and Wally. I want to do a podcast about yeah. that. Just that movie all on its own because that is one of the best comic book adaptations of all time. I would love to do that and a commentary track for it. Yeah, I, I think we yeah. should do it. Like a roundtable discussion and a commentary track for that movie. Because I, I forgot how, like, I watch that movie every few years, but watching it with, like, a, a critical eye about how dark that movie was and just, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, there's something special about it. And but I'd love to discuss it. it hint of the cartoon, though, that still yeah. makes it, like, not completely dark, but the tone of it is so mm-hmm. freaking good. Yeah, it's almost like a like a seventies cop drama or something. Like the darkness tone of it, it's weird, and it it totally doesn't seem like it would fit that type of movie. But I think if it would have been way more bright and colorful, it wouldn't have held up as well as it did. Well, it makes it stand out from the sequels too. Yeah, because they made the sequels brighter, and exactly. I think that's one of the reasons why weren't as good. Frank Vernon actually says in the chat, "We watched the original movie today." Yeah, it's so good. I love it. And and Bill Lyons says, "Pizza dudes got thirty seconds." Yeah, <laughs> that actually made me think of you the other night. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza dudes got thirty seconds. Oh, if I if I had timed the guy, I would have been like, "You're two minutes late, dude." (laughs) Wise men say, "I gotta send you that soundbite because I think it would be a great way to end like these shows." Like, wise men say, "Forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late." Yeah, I was gonna capture that because I thought about that the other night when that that part came. That's why I was thought about you. I was like, "Wise men say," (laughs) I was like, "I need to capture that." (laughs) So good. I might go watch it again. I might put it on as background noise while I finish up my work tonight. It's it's one of those. It's a great movie to have as background noise. I, I think this weekend I'll send because I know me, you, and Wally have a group chat. I might um, send you guys a text to see if we can figure out a time to okay. to do that because I'd love to just you know record that just to have to release sometime this year because this year's the thirty year anniversary of the movie. Yeah, it is. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Came out in ninety. And Wally's got his new computer now, so no excuses for for not being able to record a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could do a, a roundtable discussion for my show, and then a commentary as a Patreon for for this show. I'm down for that. We still have one yeah. uh, commentary track in the can for this show. It's the Ooh. fastest commentary track alive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think everybody can guess what that is. Yeah. Um, but that's going to do it for tonight. Derek, um, anything else before we walk out the door? Nope, I think I'm good. All right, let me go and play our music here. If you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We are at nerdcaveretro.com uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, and also we're at nerdcaveretro.com. Um, we're individually at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore Dun- I cannot talk tonight. What is wrong with me? 
We are at jfunktastic and at Derek underscore diamond individually. Uh, we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro, where you can go throw us a buck or two a month, and we'll uh, we'll do those extra episodes for you if we get back to the $50 level, and we're about halfway there right now. So go throw us a buck a month. If you can't do that, can't throw us a buck a month, we know we're in the middle of a pandemic, go leave us a review wherever fine podcasts are sold. So Derek, please tell them what it's all about. Wise men say forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. <laughs> Master Blaster runs by the town. You blow it!